and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And me, Paul Laux. And it's been a minute because someone has some big, exciting news. Well, I mentioned it last time. There's a little baby in the studio now. Oh, there's a baby in the studio! And Adelaide is swinging from... I'm Adeline. Fast. Adeline. Adeline. Yes. Sweet Adeline. Oh we call her Badeline when she cries a lot. Oh, oh my God. She is swinging from this like industrial swing set, swinger thing, and it's like, I'm fascinated with it. I was telling Matt, I think, wish we had like king size beds that would swing like that. <laughs> like hammock beds. If I could just swing to sleep at night, that would be. I had a friend so actually who, he's a big hipster, mm-hmm. and he literally sold his bed and replaced it with a hammock. So he sleeps in a hammock every night. I've actually wanted to do that. I feel like, isn't it good for your back? That's what they say. No, it's probably horrible it's for your back. Oh, oh. You're like a banana all night. Because <laughs> like physically, I have the body of like a 50-year-old, for sure. <laughs> so it's like... I looked my BMI up the other day. Don't do that. Oh, gosh. Is it bad? It's pretty... Well, it's like 29 or something, which is overweight, but I don't think I'm that yeah. bad. Well, we have the kind of bodies that like... I say, this actually we got stand- dad bods. This I literally is, have a dad bod This now. is the stand-up joke I actually use. I'm like... Girls see our bodies like, oh my god, strong, he's like bulky, he's gonna protect me. And like, guys see our bodies and they're like, that's just like a regular dude. But then like, gay guys see our bodies and they're like, oh my god, are you on TLC, 600 pound life? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's weird. we're really weird body shapes, because like, there's Pears, I look like a pear. Oh, but I like pears. Yeah, pears are good. I like, who does like a, I don't like, like B- oh sorry, go ahead. I don't like BMI though, I think that's very <laughs> off. <laughs> so tell me about being a new dad, what's the... What's um, like? Got dad shoes now. New Balance. Oh, white. white New Balance. Just, they They're going to be stained by grass. <laughs> hauling ass, cutting grass. And um, I got khaki shorts now with a <gasps> tight belt and oh. tuck a pole. No, it's... it's um, I mean, I don't feel any different. I'm just lacking sleep is all. Yeah. So it's true what they say about having a kid is that you don't get sleep. Honestly, it was like driving into a brick wall that first couple weeks, man. Really? Oh. Well, the problem is we didn't flip her days right away, her days and nights. She, she was up all night long and then would sleep all day. So you put her down. I've never seen somebody wake up so fast. So how do you that. flip? How do you... You just the... got to basically keep her up during the day as much as you can until it kind of just naturally <laughs> flips back over. You're just like, we're going we're gonna to sit down and watch a good movie. Poor Katie <laughs> and then you're both through, asleep. Poor Katie had to go through 26 hours of labor. Oh, my God. 26. Bless her heart. I didn't, I didn't want to ask her to her face because, like, you know, I, is that, like, appropriate to be like, how was the labor experience? Tell her, ask her about that. Okay. It's, an, it's, it's, it's an experience for off-air that she would love to tell you. Yeah. I guarantee you that. Um, so right now, I know you can listen to podcasts anytime. <laughs> so this won't be relevant in literally a week. Okay. But I got to talk about the Mike Bloomberg stuff. Oh yeah, please do. Because I came up with the, I just thought of this and I'm he like, just dropped you ever out, pat by the yourself way. on the back for a joke? You ever do that? Um, I guess. It's not even say. a joke. It's just an idea that like I liked a, a lot. Yeah, it's an idea I liked a lot. And obviously he just, he has just dropped out. Now he spent $700 million on the campaign. Which is crazy. And so I was thinking, I was like, spending $700 million on a three-week campaign is basically the lower middle class equivalent to like getting drunk and buying unnecessary things on Amazon. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that literally what he did. Isn't it? <laughs> well, I think about what he could have actually done with that money, because there was no way he was going to win. No! Like, I feel like when he joined in, I was like, um, dude, you're kind of trash. My favorite is that he won American Samoa. Yeah, like, which okay. wh- Who voted I don't even that? know. He won with 175 votes. Yeah, that's the scary thing. They didn't even care. They're like, goons, we'll be further. We've heard the radio. <laughs> but why ads. is he famous in American Samoa? I guess. The, or why is he popular there? I guess he just bought some votes. I guess the, you know, check, the check cleared. <laughs> what's even more shocking is that they have six delegates. Oh, my God. It's a that's lot for a little lot, tiny actually. American Samoa. 
Well, what's funny is, you know, the ads were everywhere. I feel like, you know, we were the only podcast that was not, you know, advertising for Mike Bloomberg, I think. We don't advertise for anybody. <laughs> well, exactly. But still, you know, did you, I don't know if you heard the ads. Well, oh, my God. oh, how did I did. not hear the ads? <laughs> That's, That's what I'm saying. The dumbest statement of the century. <laughs> so... I would literally laugh because some of the ads would be like, Mike Bloomberg supports women. I'm like, uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> what about the 90,000 NDAs? That yeah, right? <laughs> also, what about the one where he chopped up what Obama said like yeah. about him or something like vaguely like... <laughs> I think you're a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> like a it was like those letters that are called magazine letters. Like magazines. Exactly. <laughs> well, and another thing too is like there was one where it's like, he's done so much for the racial system in America. I'm like, dude, he was the guy behind Stop and Frisk. Also, can we... Like, I wish there were bad. Like, yes, I was Republican until three years ago. But, you know, let's not Listen, dwell on facts. I've come around. Okay. <laughs> Do you think, okay, he be, just, honest, I wanna, be honest with me. Okay. Could he have beaten Trump, though? No, none of them are. I, I don't I think mean, any of them are. I just, I'm just curious, like, because him and Trump are the no. same. They're both, like, no. business, New York. I mean, nope. I feel like people would just be like... They're the same person, so like they just vote for the devil. Although, know, right? if it would have if it would have ended up being Trump versus Bloomberg, all it would have been is uh, a PP measuring contest about who has more property in New York City. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're totally right. I totally who has wrong. more power and influence in New York City. That's no. all it would have been. It looks like Biden might have it. And the funny thing, there was this meme today, and it was like me supporting well, Biden. Can, can I? Oh, go it's for gonna it. be so great to listen to this later on. Like I know. A we could be totally wrong. We could. Oh my god, the world could end. What if, what if it's like one of those famous courtroom episodes where, like, the, at the last minute, the doors swing open and there's like a surprise candidate? Oh my gosh, that would be. <laughs> I, I don't even know who. Else Obama's back. <laughs> oh, it's like Obama robot. <laughs> like I am an or Obama Michelle robot. runs. See, I think Michelle should get into politics. I don't think she wants. to. I don't to. think she wants to though, because I feel like by now she would have like ran for like. A rep seat Who would want to be in that, honestly? Well, that's the sad thing. I think in today's political climate is that people are so... Either they're so turned off to what's happening in politics, or they're, like, way too turned on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, we need everyone to just care, but we don't need, like, a lot of people to not care, and then a small amount of people to, like, really care to the point where they're, they're creating... What happens? Plus, more politics. and more and more, it looks like these the politics is just it's a millionaires' club. Oh, well, if no, you're not in the millionaires' is. club, you're not getting in. Well, as soon as the Supreme Court said like, "Oh, well, corporations are people," it was game over. When did that happen? Oh, like 2011. I vaguely remember that. Ten, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it was. It's one of the worst decisions I think the Supreme Court's ever made. And there's a lot of little transactions that happen too in, in the government that people don't realize, especially in radio, which is what we like to do. The home station rule yeah. that blew out a lot of jobs. Well, and what's funny is I don't think Sanders is promising anyone anything but I could see Biden going to Amy Klobuchar whatever her name is Klobuchar whatever his name (laughs) I'm terrible with these names you are I can see Biden's team being like hey you support me and I'll make sure that you I love how like literally all of them just bailed and now well yeah because I mean Super Tuesday those are all swear there's also a weird rumor going around apparently and allegedly I don't know I'm going to take this with a grain of salt Pence and Trump don't like each other oh of like, course like they not. do not get along well because and, as much as here's the thing as much as I don't think I think Pence can be fake I do think he he genuinely has I, I think he believes in his values and ideals mm-hmm. and Trump doesn't represent those no, so, he's got fake ideas. I think he's totally faking it till he makes it. But uh, there's rumors going around that he's actually going to dump Pence and run with Nikki Haley as the VP instead, oh, essentially God. firing Pence. Are you serious? There, now, the likelihood of that happening is like less than 1%. I don't think so. 
but it start. I don't know and even know where it started to be honest. But would you really be that surprised if it did happen with how he runs things? No, because everyone it, it's like a it's like a circus. They come in like everyone comes in, comes out, and they, yeah. they're always hiring and unhiring. And I saw some great crazy. thing where they had the original Trump cabinet for when mm-hmm. he got put into office, and it was like The Bachelor, and they had like people like xed out. <laughs> like oh there's like God, three really? people left. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's new with me is I just dropped a new album. Was it number 18, 17? Uh, 17. I thought it was 17 or yeah, 18. Yeah, 17. Um, and it's a fun one. It's called Hot Intern. <laughs> I've never seen a couple of music videos for Yeah. That. Oh, my God. I dropped four videos for it. Now, it's what's the, the process to making these music videos? The music videos Yeah, themselves. I want to hear... Pull the curtain back a little um, bit. Whoop, pull the curtain. So, it's fun. So, when I... Part of it has to do with making the album, of course. But when I go in, I kind of identify songs that, like, I have... A vision for a video and to be fair a lot of the songs I write I see visions for videos but sometimes you have to be realistic it doesn't make sense to do a video for a song that like I want to do like an apocalyptic nightmare like how am I gonna do that on a budget like my budget <laughs> is like maybe 20 bucks for a video right 20 bucks so, damn right so then I also think about like well what song because the lead single is really important it's gonna set the tone so I always have to pick like okay if I'm is your lead single, single always the number one on the album number one track like streamed wise and everything no, like literally number My one. My favorite? No, like literally track number one. Oh no, 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 no! It it has it's it doesn't have to do with the, it, it kind of what's the word I'm looking for? You pick the song that you think is going to resonate the most. You want something that's catchy and that's indicative of like, here's what the record's going to be like, and um, you know, for this one, I chose could have been an email as the lead single because I just felt like it was really funny and the video was really cute, and um, yeah, it kind of set the tone that this is going to be about like work business, you know, and relationships and just kind of like that combination, that sweet spot between the two. So yeah, I did four videos, two actually. So I released all of them within January. Um, two of those videos I actually shot back in August, which is kind of crazy to think about. They sat on my laptop for like five months. Well, that seems like a generally normal timetable for these things to get out. Maybe oh, for me, longer. it just seemed like, I'm like, oh my God, I filmed these forever ago. But um, no, it's fun. I mean, for me... Like, I try and do simple things. I have some other things that are cooking up on the table that come to down to music and music videos. So, like, I'm re- I'm always excited. It's fun. Do you try to film these things yourself, or do you get other Well, people? I have to have some people with me. And so I kind of, like, you know, is it just me? And if so, like, each I, video is different. You I know? got a challenge for you. Yeah, please do. If you ever do this, I would be so proud of you. Do a stop-motion video. Mmm. I'd love to do that. I'll put that on the book. That will take a probably like a year to uh, film. I mean, you just got to click, 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 click. You know what I mean? You Basically. Just, you just gotta switch, gotta but you can make yourself look like you're floating. That's how you go viral, doing weird stuff oh, like yeah. that. But um, I've gotten back into writing a little bit. Oh, too, yeah? So How's that like, going? I'm just kind of testing the water, see what I can come up you're with. You're like, roses are red. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the poem. No, I failed poetry in high school, by the way. Really? Yeah. The only Funny class is, I came close to failing in my whole life was geometry. I got a D. Geometry. I couldn't chemistry I had a tough time with but going back to the poetry thing uh, I had a really like weird hippie teacher mm-hmm. English teacher and I was failing poetry and uh, they had like the parent student conferences remember that where your parents are going oh like, my god yeah and my parents are like why is like this the only class he's failing and she goes he's a boy he should be failing poetry oh my god like, what yeah that was it that was the answer like, okay what i've never met like such a regressive english teacher before oh, she was terrible wow. she would talk about how she's never had a husband but she got knocked up at a bar and had a kid she would okay. like tell high Girl, schoolers this, this is high school not yeah like, but, oh my god <laughs> 
That's why. Oh man. Well, so writing's going good though. Yeah, it's going good. I don't. Long time ago, long time ago, I think it was in like college, mm-hmm. like undergrad. I wrote a book. I wrote a, a novel, and I never did anything with it. It's sitting on my Google Drive to this day. You should check it out. I know. I kind of want to go back and, re- and edit it, and I probably should. Maybe I'll just send it your way. I've um. It. It's funny. So I recently, well, as in recently, like the last maybe two, three years, I went back to three novels I wrote in two thousand nine. And it's like I look at, it, I'm like, oh my They're lord! Bad. Well, that's well, what's gonna, <laughs> that's what my friend's gonna have with this. Like, I'm gonna go back and look and be like, this is nightmarishly bad. Well, I don't wanna like set the tone with it. The ideas and the concepts are great. It's just that, like, you know what it's like? It's like when you want to like make you want to make a pot, you want to make a vase, and you have the idea of like how I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the pottery place, I'm gonna grab the clay and the colors I need, I'm gonna make this vase, and then you make the vase and you're like, oh, it's not as good as I pictured. And it can be, right? Like, if you have that picture, you can get it there. It just, it takes a lot of practice. I've been writing since I was, like, five years old. I did my first novel when I was, like, 11 or 12. Oh, yeah. I was always writing stories and, like, I know, crazy. It's taken me probably until 2015, 16 to finally start writing things. I'm like, this is good. You know, it took me that long. Well, that's what, like, I, I don't want to say it's a waste. I'm never going to get rid of it. Yeah. But I don't know if it will ever see the, the light of day. Maybe it will. I, I mean, don't know. You know, I wrote a kid's book too. Weirdly, I wa- I've actually always wanted to write that a kid's was book. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, the only I, I, that one I actively tried to get published, mm-hmm. but I could not find a non scammy place to do it. <laughs> you no, know, no, seriously, put it on Amazon. Well, and the funny thing is, I even illustrated it. Myself. Shut up! See, I can't I draw. Swear. I wish I could draw. Well, I didn't. I did it like. Um, I, I, it's like Photoshop and an Illustrator. It's not like. Oh my hand god, that's drawn. so cute though. But. Um, I have to show it to you because Please. that one I'm actually pretty proud of. But I don't know, like every time you go somewhere to publish these things, it's like, well, we own it and we're getting 99% of everything. I know. It's like, oh and my it's like, God. And, I, and, no, not and I'm like, proud of this and you're essentially yeah. giving it away. I just, I'm, this, this sounds never. Bad. It's just like, I love my ideas more than I love the money or the fame or the recognition of them. Does was, that make sense? Yeah, like, I love owning yeah. my ideas. Well, it was so. funny. I was talking to um, Katie the other day and being creative is like a blessing and a curse because oh. it's it's really nice to have that that imagination mm-hmm. I guess because you and I are good storytellers and yeah. we do other things you know I I my I like to do photography a lot that's yeah. my that's my thing and but it doesn't pay anywhere yeah and so I was telling Katie and I was I was thinking about I was like I could have been good at anything why did I have to be good <laughs> at this why well, of all things what's funny though is you know I could have been a doctor I could have been a lawyer no not now but I could have been if I wasn't a dumbass who was creative well here's the thing I think when it comes down to like why we work why we do what we do we all have different motivations. You know, some people, they work just for a paycheck. They don't care what they do. Some people want a big paycheck, and that motivates them to do the work that they do. Versus for me... We like the products. I was going to say, we like we want to work for the work. Like, I know, like, if I ever get to a point with a job where I'm like, this isn't bringing me satisfaction, that's a problem. Well, that's why people on our field will be at a job for two years and dip. Yeah. Because things get stale real quick. Yeah. Or, you know, when I was, you know, younger and I would always hear bands break up over creative differences, I'm like, well, that's a cop out. But now I'm like, I get it. I yeah. get it. And I will say, too, I'll, I'll put an asterisk on this. You know, granted, I will never say no to a job that I feel like has good money. Like, if it's like something that's small. Like, I, you know, if I do like, if I bartend and I make 30 bucks an hour, or if I cater and I make 20, 25 an hour, like those, like, if I can make it work on my schedule, like, yeah, that's good money. That's mm-hmm. easy money for me. Um, that's my two rules about it. It's like I either do work that I love or work that comes with good money. It's it's hard to balance that that line of 
enjoying what you're doing and being okay with the the piss poor money you get for it. Yeah. But you can fall easily over into the being bitter mm-hmm. about it. And then everything you do seems bitter, especially yeah. like writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're bitter at all in your head, it, everything you say is going to sound bitter. Same with, and same with verbal stuff like that. I'm just, I'm such a positive person. I know, but everybody has that side. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I have my moments, but what I'm saying is like, I think if I were a personality that was easy to be bitter or easy to be negative, yeah, I don't think I'd be in the career making the choices that I do. Granted, like I was, you know, I'm doing tax. It's tax season. Yay. I looked at how Still much I made knows. between all the jobs that I do. And I'm like, actually, I'm, I'm God, your W-2s income. might be a nightmare. Oh my God. <laughs> and like, I, this is the first uh, year I only had one. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my god, doing pro- side projects and stuff—it's yeah. like you—it's like a literal nightmare yeah. getting nineteen thousand W twos, and then some don't even give them to you. And then oh god. So you know, going back oh. to my point, it's like, yeah, like I made a decent living off of like you know working in radio and you know trivia host, event host, DJ, you know. But is that ever going to get stale to you? Do you ever worry about that? I don't get worried that, like, the things I choose will get stale. I just worry that, like, in the exact environment I am, that I'll get stale. Like, there's just so many things I want to do, to be honest with you. And it's like, I think as long as I'm pushing myself in my creative projects, I could probably see myself doing, you know, the same jobs for, like, years and years on end. Oh. See, I always follow the the golden rule when I do radio and stuff is that... If you ever get comfortable with what you're doing, you need to change everything you're doing. Oh, that's good because point. it means like you're getting stale and you're getting mm-hmm. bored with what you're doing, and it's going to sound that way too. Yeah. I do have one announcement that I kind of want to share with you. Ooh, announcement! Time. And it's an exclusive announcement to this podcast. <laughs> all so right, what is all it? All the people who listen, they're going to get the first dibs. The movie I shot last year, which I think a lot of people are like, "What movie?" I remember did you, you shoot? talking. No, I remember you briefly talking about that. It's going to come out to YouTube and Amazon on March twentieth. Very nice. Congratulations. Yeah. What's a little synopsis? So, oh, you want me to read the synopsis that is yeah. officially going to be on the uh, on the card or whatever, like on the the. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I can't even use words half the time. It's like I'm a writer who can't use words. An amateur. Beautiful. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I said beautiful. Beautiful. Go ahead. An amateur film group follows four old ladies as they embark on what might be their final vacation. Dolores Van Cambridge, played by me. Peggy Labreza, played by my good friend Michelle Wilson. Gina Sanderson, played by my other good friend Karen. Karen, And Pam, who's played by Chloe, bond over their friendship as well as deal with troublesome information. Now, do you get like legitimate IMDb credits from this since it's on Amazon? I mean, stuff? I don't even know how to go about that, but yeah, I'm gonna put, the, I'm gonna make that happen. <laughs> why not? Like, I mean, why not? It's legit. Yeah. It's is it paid? Like, is it? I mean, I paid to make it. <laughs> no, but is it, is it gonna be free on Amazon? I don't. Oh yeah, it'll be free. I mean, I guess you can buy it, but like, don't buy it. Just stream it. <laughs> is it? Uh, I I remember talking to, I interviewed a band a while mm-hmm. back, and I forgot who said it, but. Um, I asked them about the streaming thing, like what they think about, you know, it was back in the days mm-hmm. of, I mean, this is back in 2009, 10, I was doing, mm-hmm. this was back in the days of not necessarily LimeWire, but like illegal, da- like Spotify wasn't mm-hmm. a thing and Pandora wasn't a thing. I was like, what do you think about all the illegal downloading of music? And I'll never forget the guy said, he goes, honestly, he goes, we make no money off of streaming. He goes, so as long as gets people to the show and buy a t-shirt, that's fine for me. I think that's a great point. He goes, it's like, I make no money off yeah. the, he's like, whatever. I think it's gonna it's you know what it is it's messy and it's fun and I, I like it I think the final product's cute um, and I'm already working on writing a cute. second movie that I want to shoot later this year so. how long is it how long is um, with credits about 132 nice 132. so yeah it's it's like a film it really it's not like just like a sketch or like a 
It's like, is film. it like M. Night Shyamalan where it's going to have weird endings? <laughs> or is it going to be like uh, Pulp Fiction where you start from the middle and go to the end? It doesn't really have a weird structure, end? but I will say that there is some shocking like twists in terms of like the plot and the outrageousness of the old ladies we play. So... <laughs> It's going to be fun. I, I'm really excited. Well, what else is fun is all we've got coming up in season three. Oh, what so, do we have coming up in season three? You just have to wait and find out. I agree. I'll have to wait myself. Maybe a new president. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe Mike Bloomberg's like, you know what? I will, I will put my ads in He's the podcast. back. Let's get the money in the bank. Oh, yes. Well, thank you for listening. We'll see you later, Gators. Later. Later.